a Lifetime original podcast. That may be the first and only one that I went, ah! Yeah. That nice old woman who we kept going, this will be Naomi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinking schnapps at 9 (laughs) a.m. No bra, drinking schnapps in your business. That's me. I love a Lifetime movie. You know me, I don't really respect babies. I feel like I'm in a mermaid cut dress. All right, I have said if the light is low, you do not go. And you're out here running. This is more unsafe than a place where like a civil war is breaking out. Red leather, yellow leather, life lessons learned from lifetime. If you're gonna go in a pool, the safest time for two redheads is at night in the pool. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, the 100th episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekparrigan, here with the co-hostess with the mostest, the truest survivor I know, Megan Gailey. Megan, I can't believe you sitting here, girl. I thought you was going to be dead. I made it. I traveled to the Midwest, and it was great. When I landed in Chicago, it was five degrees. Oh, and I, rent, I rented I rented a winter coat. Wait, where did you rent a coat? Rent the runway. I'll rent wow. coats. Yeah. Because the thing is, people are like, you don't you don't have like a winter coat. It's like not for a five degree day. That's very right. different right. than an LA winter coat. Okay. Right. Like right. And this coat went like down to my ankles. I love it. I love it. I ended up having to open the zipper because I go, I feel like I'm in a mermaid cut dress. Like, I was like, (laughs) what? It was like so hard to walk. I'm like shuffling in my little sleeping bag. It's one of those like sleeping bag coats. But I survived two days with 12 sorority sisters. No one. That's every Lifetime movie. Yeah. No one died. Two days, 12 sisters, one woods. And we went in the woods. We went in like a nature preserve. (gasps) I know. I know, 12 of us, two of them pregnant. So, you know, they're dead weight. (laughs) Gotta be holding them up and stuff. But I almost overdosed on dips. (laughs) Like (sighs) onion dips and stuff? Just uh, the widest range of, I mean, we're talking savory dips, veggie dips, sweet dips, two different kinds of sweet dips. What's a sweet dip? A funfetti dip, a monster cookie dip. What are you putting in those? You're just eating those with a spoon. The funfetti you dip vanilla wafers in. Wow. Yeah, I showed CJ pictures of like the spread. And he goes, why don't you cook like this? <laughs> we don't live in fucking Indiana anymore, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing. I can't believe it. You made it. Now, did anybody reveal any sexy or dangerous secrets over this weekend? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Is there anything you could share with us that would be lifetime worthy? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't share. You can't share. No, I'm trying to think. Well, you know what was my really dangerous and sexy secret that I just kept raving about is that I had gotten my bikini line lasered. And I was like, what? gals, we got to get the bikini lines lasered. And I just kept <laughs> I just kept saying how my first session, because you have to do multiple sessions. My first session was only $7. <laughs> what? And they were like, uh, I came downstairs and my friend was like, I just heard you yelling $7. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can just imagine you drunk on Chardonnay. It's exploded. No, I'm not a Chardonnay. You know, I'm not. You know what? I was drinking. I was drinking whiskey on the rocks. It was wild. You know, I had a bit of I had a bit of a cold and I go, "Eh, it's like basically medicinal. medicinal. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. Back here in sunny, 
Southern California. It's really gorgeous. So have I been outside today? Took the trash out. That was it. <laughs> and I'm sure you took Mabel. And then we said, well, we got to go back in. But it is, uh, it's a milestone I didn't even know was possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't, I've never been a part of something so fulfilling and so <laughs> supported. And we are here on our 100th episode. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. I hope believe. they add like, Exactly. I want horns. One hundred <laughs> episodes of me and Megan acting a damn fool. Now there have been a little more because you know we'll sometimes do a rerun or something else. But this is the one hundredth recording of me and Megan. Yeah. Okay, this is huge. We have got to thank you, the listeners, for getting us here. We're not going anywhere. We are vindicated by our Ambi Award nomination. Yes. All right, for best comedy podcast in the the Ambies are by the Podcast Academy, which is really basically the. the Oscars. podcasting. Right. So we are... Oscar nominees. We are Babylon. We are... <laughs> we are the Banshees of Inishirin. We are the... Yes, that is... Like, I don't even know the movies. I'm like, we, we are tar. Are, we are tar. We, we are tar. Are women Avatar. talking. I mean, we are women talking. I mean, we are women talking, absolutely. Right. <laughs> so this is... This is the perfect, perfect thing. So we want to thank you guys, the listeners, and... Because without you, I mean, my God, we wouldn't be here, obviously. And you're also, and I know I say this a lot, but you guys are so funny. And and send us just the wildest things and really have your finger on the pulse. And and the pulse is you had been has been chloroformed, you know. So it's a slow, <laughs> it's a slow, hard a faint, to find pulse. A faint, yes. Faint and, pulse. and and the pulse is being found by fake doctors who have, you know, made fake little badges to get into the hospital to steal the pulse, but you find it and, and yeah. bring us so many goodies and are so funny and come to shows and I feel like are really hot too. Yeah. And recommend movies all the time. I got a lot of feedback on how little I knew about black sororities um, after our line sisters conversation. Wow. And it was like, wow. you need a black soror up in there. And I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. We got to get Kamala on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Producer Aisha, <laughs> make it happen. Start making calls. Is there a pipeline from A&E to the White House? And not only do we feel like a lot of our listeners are friends. You you all were so supportive while I was pregnant for seven years and then delivering. But Naomi, it has, you have become one of my absolute best friends in the world because of this pod. And that's probably the best thing about it. Isn't that insane? Because you have to remember how we began. You have to remember how we began, Megan. A&E said, Naomi Ekpirikid, would you have any interest in doing a Lifetime podcast? I said, well, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in the house watching insanity nonstop. Wouldn't it be wonderful if this could be a job? Monetize, yeah. Exactly. And then they were like, well, who would you have a cost? And I said, I don't know. You know, you know, I don't really know her that well, but you know who's funny and I feel like would be really good? Megan Gailey. Wow. That's what I said. And the fact is, Megan, I don't like working with people. <laughs> you and me both like like the difference is like you know your yeah. sorority you grew up with a uh you know with brothers and stuff i think you're more accustomed to that but even though i guess my point being even though we're both stand-ups because i think i'm right. fundamentally a stand-up where i'm like i know what i want to say i want to say it don't interrupt me leave me alone i have a system and so i'm very wary of co-working i really mm-hmm. you know just it makes me too anxious but there's something about megan gilly y'all 
You know what it is about Megan Gilly? Megan Gilly is direct. Megan Gilly knows who she is. And oh. I think that's crucial for when you work with somebody. You need somebody who's just literally like, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. I ain't got time for this. I can't be bothered. Megan was pushing me to my limit at one point where she was all like, I have a baby. And you know, y'all <laughs> really respect babies. I mean, C Conrad I is know. my nephew. He is perfectly cute. And I do have pictures of him on my phone. Okay, he is the only, also the only baby I've held in years. And it's like, wow. I'm obsessed. And I did come back three weeks postpartum. And and I don't think, <laughs> I don't think OBGYNs would recommend that. <laughs> but I, but I said, I got to get back. I got to get back in that studio. And by studio, I mean, wherever I put my computer. Exactly. In my closet. I got to get back in that closet in my house. I'm so honored that you chose me. And also when, you know, I'll say, I host a podcast when you're plugging things and everyone's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then when I say <laughs> I host it with you, people are like, oh, wow. You know, it really, really? you've got street, you've got street cred. Absolutely. Wow, wow. I'm honored. I feel like you bring the cred to this podcast. I mean, no. how much sorority information has Megan brought us? How much she's gotten us inside the mind of the Caucasian woman? Yeah. Which is crucial for lifetime. You are literally, you're giving us our bona fides. You're giving me my bona fides when it comes to this pod, okay? Because I don't know half of what's happening. Yeah, it's kind of like you asked me to be a co-host, but then you also are observing me at the same time. It's like <laughs> I'm I'm one of I'm the I'm the monkey in nope who could snap at any moment. <laughs> now, I I feel like you have taught me a lot. You have taught me so much about finances. I've put none of it into practice. I've put none of it into practice. <laughs> but probably the most valuable thing you've taught me is the art of the voice note. Now, I was not voice noting with anyone. And it's it's my favorite means of communication now. I sent one yeah. to two sorority sisters post the weekend because we were talking shit about a different one. And Absolutely. they were like, Megan, you sent a voice note? And they were like, this is incredible. I'm like, yes, it's so fun. And it's perfect for shit talking. Perfect for shit talking. Exactly. You guys, honestly, like, for two people who podcast together weekly, our voice notes are their own podcast. Okay, because mm -hmm. I'm talking to Megan at least, at least once a day. I would say it's at least a triplet a day. Meaning one person, one response, and the other person responds. At the very least. Okay? Yes. Even when Megan was away on her weekend, I couldn't help but send her a text. I was like, I know you busy. I know you went 12 Ashleys, but I gotta <laughs> send you a picture. Megan posted a picture, y'all, on her Instagram and it was so funny because it was like the group of them in the snow, all looking identical, not a speck of melanin among them. And nope. then compared to a picture of, I assume like a meme, like a stock yes. photo of a bunch of other white girls. And it was like 12 different spellings of the name Ashley. <laughs> and it was so funny. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize this was the makeup of the group. I'm worried yeah. for your safety. Yeah, no, it's a lot of, I was reading a book last night, as you guys know, I love to read. And I think there was, I think there was a typo in it, but it said the white women. And I was like, oh my God, that reminds me of me. Like, I was like, maybe we should just call them, start calling us the white women. <laughs> I'd also, we'd be remiss, is that the word? If yeah. we did not thank everyone that we've worked with that lifetime who's been, I love the how this has turned it into an Our Ambie's speech. exception speech, <laughs> our Ambie's speech. Yeah, yeah, in case we don't win an Ambie. Whip it, send it to Vegas. 
we've had incredible producers, Aisha, Julie, who is no longer with us alive, but elsewhere, <laughs> Jesse, McKamey, Elizabeth, I think, came and visited us briefly. John T, what's up? Shout out to you, all the people that make this podcast happen. And my mom let me know that uh, a very special friend of hers has a friend who has been listening to the podcast. So just want to give a really, really special shout out to Kat in Indianapolis. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, we are sending Kat. you so much love and a lot of laughs as you try and kick the hell out of what you're going through right now. So thank you for listening. Kat, you a queen. You got it. We got you because we will stay popping off in the mouth, Kat. Okay, you don't <laughs> have to worry about us. You just strap in because we're going to stay acting a fool. And, you know, Megan, I'm honored that you said I taught you so much. I also feel like we have taught the listeners so much. And I think that for me, as we're here at episode 100, prepared for 100 more, what better way, uh, I think, to cap off, uh, to accentuate, to highlight our TED Talk than with lessons? Life lessons learned from lifetime. All right, that's a tongue twister. Life lessons learned from lifetime. Red leather, yellow leather. Life lessons learned from lifetime. Doe a deer. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing today, honey. We're spending episode 100 not talking about a single movie. We talking about a whole bunch of movies because quite frankly, I don't know about y'all, but watching this many Lifetime movies back to back to back has changed the way I move through the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay? It has changed the game. There's a lot of things that uh, me specifically I've done that you would you would think I'd be, you know, in a trunk in a red dress with a professor's <laughs> semen on it. But here, I'm I, I've I've lived to tell the tales. And and that's why we want to uh, embolden all of you with everything we have learned. Yes. So as we talk to you right now, we're going to break down some of the best lessons we have learned from Lifetime movies, lessons you need to remember. And it will culminate. We're going to get to what we believe to be the truly the deadliest scenario a woman could ever be in as, as taught to us via lifetime, okay? So that way when you're walking through the world, you got your head on a swivel, sis, okay? And sis is gender neutral. Yeah. You don't have to be sis to be a sis. Do you see what I'm saying? Layers and levels. And with that, let's get into it. Now, the lesson I think we need to start with, the lesson I think I've learned, Megan, is that for multiple Lifetime movies, I believe that you should never be a Black friend of a white woman. Okay. And I say that as a lot of white women's Black friends. I know. So, like, what? I, obviously, you see yourself in, in these characters um, with much better wigs. But <laughs> it is, you're like, oh, if Megan and I are out to eat, as we are, I'm I'm done so. Because here's the thing. Because white women, what I've learned from life, white women, they be attracted killers. 
Yeah. They be attracting stalkers. Yeah. They just be attracting unsavory elements. Okay? So if you are the black friend of a white woman, you are expendable. You are at risk. You are in the way and you will be dealt with. That's just what happens. And that's why I can't be playing these games. I mean, the movie Sin Fidelity. Incredible name. First of all, perfect name. Mm -hmm. Our black friend sleeps with her friend Stalker, yeah. not knowing it's him. Yeah. And then she gets killed. Do you see what can happen if you a black friend? Right. And she, I, this one's coming back to me. I remember I did this episode with Sydney Washington, also a black friend of mine. Like, it's like, yeah. now here I, now I'm hearing putting two black women at risk. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And this woman was helpful and was like, don't trust it. Like, she was like a really supportive, awesome black friend. I remember loving her in the movie and yeah. being devastated to watch her go. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I'm also remembering the film where the black friend was killed in the parking lot of a boutique. Yes, she was stabbed. All she wanted to do was buy something. Honey, she was just, she was the wrong friend at the wrong time. And she got stabbed in the gut. Okay, <sighs> this is why it's dangerous. So okay. that's, to me, it's like, that's something that's been a key takeaway for me. Quite frankly. And so, are you ending our friendship? I'm just saying that I need <laughs> you to know I can't be with you one-on-one -on -one alone. We need to have people around. And it's good for me to know how much you are putting into this friendship. Like, it's like, if you, you're you putting your life on the line, I need to keep buying you pajama sets. <laughs> I, need, I need to keep taking you to our favorite restaurant and getting warm chocolate chip cookies to go from our favorite waiter. Like, that... <laughs> You're putting your life on the line. It's the least I can do. And this goes for all white women out there. It's the least we can do yeah. to just shower our black friends with presents. Okay? <laughs> Don't just Venmo on MLK Day. All right? <laughs> oh, my God. Is there anything that you, like, learned, Megan? Anything that you feel like has oh. stuck with you all this time? This one's really hard for me because this is probably one of my favorite locations that I can never be found in. And I've learned through lifetime that you should never, day or night, get into a swimming pool. Oh, my gosh. A swimming <laughs> pool. Now, some some people may say prison is scary. No, <laughs> no, no. No, no, never been. But I, what I can tell you is a suburban backyard pool, you're asking for trouble. Just think about the movies we've seen. Nightclub secrets. Remember when they said the man died? Because he went for a swim in his clothes? They were like, well, it was a classic drowning. No, it wasn't. Nothing classic about drowning in a pool at night in your full suit. Okay? One movie I'll never forget, and it was towards the beginning of our run. And there's so, uh, we reference it all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really a North Star for us, honestly, is Pool Boy Nightmare. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, if you haven't seen Pool Boy Nightmare, you haven't seen Lifetime. That's Lifetime at its peak. That's yes. the, that is when, as the kids say, A&E understood the assignment. She moves into a house. She has a pool. And she's like, well, what am I going to do to keep it clean? And he's like, I can clean your pool. And mm -hmm. you know what else he can do? He can terrorize you, sleep with you, yep. and your daughter. Your daughter. And your daughter. All while you thought the worst thing you two had to fight about was mint chocolate chip ice cream. And here oh. we have a gross 19-year-old from Van Nuys ruining your life. <laughs> Don't go in a pool. No. A deadly exchange. She says she can't swim and gets pushed in a pool. Hello. Hello. That, I mean, it, 
Look, the exchange, because again, this is when they had an exchange student come to the house. Yes, who was actually a serial killer from Great Britain. Exactly. <laughs> <Duh>. Classic. <laughs> and she pushed her right in the pool and just watched her. And then when the girl was like, why did you do that? She was like, I was just joking. It's a joke. <laughs> if someone jokes about a pool, they're a killer. Absolutely. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. Now, obviously, I've learned this at the ripe old age of 36, one week from 37. I This was not a lesson I put into practice earlier in my life. And I think, unfortunately, producer Aisha has some evidence to back that up. I do. I don't want to let you forget <laughs> the <laughs> very important episode of Psycho Wedding Crasher, where you revealed to us that you yourself did go in a pool after being at a wedding that was indeed crashed. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there were a lot Aisha, of for the receipts, you Read the whole receipt, honey. <laughs> she didn't simply get in the pool. She took a lover that night. <sighs> she did. She, in fact, got in the pool with someone who she knew from elementary school, which <laughs> oh, thank you. we might need to bring that up again <laughs> later at another point, <laughs> and slept with this man in the pool and yet had to face her yeah. parents afterwards at, what, 2 a.m., yeah. 3 a.m.? 2 a.m. in a in a full length J Crew bridesmaid dress that was sopping wet. <laughs> and I think the one detail I left out of this story is that the lover I took was also a redhead. So it was two, <laughs> which if you're gonna go in a pool, the safest time for two redheads is at night in the pool. Because <laughs> daytime, the SBF washes off, the sun hits the water, it gets, you know, it, if yeah. anything, we were being safe to our skin. Right. Right. I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. I'll say that. He is married now. I am married now. It, it all it all worked out. You survived a pool. You survived a pool, but it very, very easily could have ended in tragedy. Okay. But that a pool that at chiffon, night. A I pool know, at the, night? At a resort to in Florida. Oh my God. Well, how do you know what's surviving? A resort in Florida that is known, it's like nice enough that it's known for high-end sex workers to go there and pick people up. And my my best friend, who's going to be here in two days to visit me, a man mistook her for one, and we all knew that. She did not realize until one <laughs> hour into the into the situation when he asked how much it was going to cost to make this happen. <laughs> oh uh, wow! I what gotta a time! Meet her, I got to meet her. That's oh, fun. She's fun. She's fun. That's funny. She came out like we knew this man thought she was a sex worker. And she comes out and she's got she's holding three cores lights. And it's like, <laughs> I made a friend. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, uh, oh, you made a friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know, something else that I swear to God, and especially I think this has really hit me since moving to L.A., a place where you drive all the time. You got to find a parking spot. I feel like this relentless lesson from Lifetime movies has stuck with me, which is never walk alone in a parking garage, okay? I'm also going to extend that. Don't walk to a car by yourself in general, day or night. Just don't be walking to the car solo ever, okay? Because this is what happens. Parking garages are where murders happen. They're Parking so garages bad. are where documents are stolen. People yes. are like sideswiped, okay? In the movie Her Stolen Past, you know, the, the one where she discovers she was actually taken from her parents, uh-huh. her birth parents, and, and only after her mother dies. Well, you know how her mother dies? Her mother dies 
leaving the lawyer's office and walking to her car in a parking structure. And then also, most recently in The Wrong Valentine, mm-hmm. we had the counselor walking oh, yeah. to her car. Counselor. And she, and she, and I think we do this. She's like, oh, I'm on the phone. I'm safe. My my friend who runs the history department at USC, he'll save me. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. He on the phone. He can't, he don't even know your location. You haven't even dropped a pin. Okay, if you go walk into a parking garage, drop a pin. That's what I say. You got to let people know where you are. Even when you hear just like, you know, when the when the car like tires Squeals, yeah. screech. I used to have a favorite parking garage. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but you see there's what I'm a, white women. I know. There's a there's a That's club, it. a club, I guess I'll use that word, in Santa Monica, stand up, not not bottle service club. <laughs> and not nightclub secrets club, ha 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 club. And it was right next to this parking garage that I loved. And like at the mo- in Santa Monica, the worst thing you would ever see is like kids smoking weed. And you're like, yeah. Oh, you're cool. You know, like go <laughs> off teens and they tore it down for commercial real estate. And I'm like mm. devastated by it. Yeah. Because it was yeah. the only parking garage I ever felt safe in. Cause this was a rule I knew pre lifetime. Like, yeah. Parking garages have always terrified me. Walking alone at night, terrifying. I've said on record, men, don't talk to us. 3 p.m. and on, you don't need to talk to us. Yep. And when the yep. sun goes down, your lips need to shut. And Lifetime has only driven this home that these are like it, this is this is more unsafe than a place where like a civil war is breaking out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember in Wrath, one of the Seven Deadly Sins movies that starred Michelle Williams? And we also got a wonderful Tina Knowles. I'm going to call it cameo. She was in for more than one scene, but it really had cameo energy. She's mm-hmm. like walking to her car and mm-hmm. she gets got and it's like she gets pushed in her own trunk. This is what I'm saying. Like, you cannot be walking to cars solo. I think at one point we did even say what you do is if you're two friends, right, near each parking, you, two of you, you walk together to one person's car, then you drive to the other person's car. Yes. And you drop them off into their car because that's the only way to make it. That's the only way to make it. Aisha, am I wrong? You're not wrong because even in the daylight in Death Saved Mm. My Life, Megan Good was held at gunpoint in broad daylight and almost killed by her car, walking alone to her car. Broad daylight. And you Megan Good. Yeah. As fine as she is. Right. She ain't even safe. Gorgeous Megan Good. So beautiful. I'm happy that I was on maternity leave for that film. I don't think I could have handled seeing her and then seeing her held at gunpoint. Ugh. That one was wild because it was like she literally had to like fake her death to drive her abusive husband crazy enough that she was able to catch him as he tried to kill her again. Like it was like, talk about a cat and mouse game. Talk about like a mind, mind games thriller. Like it was so intense. I guess I'll go watch it. Gosh, this next one, I think this is a great rule probably for our our listeners to help trickle down to their children. Yeah, the next generation. Absolutely. And it is, don't bully people in high school. And you think, oh, that's where the the rule ends. No, no, no. It's a selfish rule. Don't bully people in high school because they will remember that and they will try and kill you. That's a fact. So even if you are like, this person, their pants are too short. Remember when that was what people used to bully about? Like high waters? (laughs) High waters. (laughs) Yes. It was like, oh my God, my pants are too short. It's going to be a brutal Wednesday. Don't. If someone's pants are too short, 
they're going to murder you. So just let them have their little caprice. Go, I love your caprice. Those are the cutest little pants I've ever seen. Yep. Yep. There was that movie, And Baby Will Fall. Do you guys remember this? Okay, Clea Duvall was in it, okay? So when they get Clea Duvall, you know she's going to be cray. Because Clea's not here to just be chilling, okay? And it was the couple, and they were expecting a baby. And then they're having a yard sale. And then Clea Duvall's character shows up and is like, turns out to have been a friend from high school. And is like, oh, yeah, I love this house. Oh, my God, can I see your house? And then it's like, oh, I'm pregnant too, just like you. Well, because you know it's Lifetime, you know her butt was not really pregnant. But you know what she did? You know what she did want to do? She wanted to take that lady's baby. And she was like, they were so mean to her in high school. And it was that it was that yes. the woman's husband. But he wasn't even the meanest one. He wasn't the meanest one, but it was like but all the crew. His it's whole true. crew, his whole crew tormented and assaulted her. Yes. And needless to say, she remembered that shit and said, Absolutely. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I guess we could even expand the rule to don't marry someone who bullied someone in high school because then absolutely then you're going to get the side effects of that because the girl she was like I, oh she was weird I didn't ever do anything and it's like yeah and now she's now you're having to deliver your baby in your own bathtub while she takes it do not bully or even entertain a date with someone that you know is obsessed with you absolutely absolutely don't play games and i've done that a lot i've done that a lot never <laughs> bullying never yeah. bullying never bullying yeah, yeah. but yeah you know what else I also feel like, you know, it's funny. This is something that I'm actually not. I definitely think I felt this well before watching Lifetime movies, but our movies have reminded me, you know, another rule, another thing I think we all need to be thinking about, need to be staying true to is never go on a boat. Okay? Here, and, and this <sighs> is something, I have to say this because Megan won't tell you. Okay? She's in denial because she loves a boat. But I will tell you, even in Line Sisters, when the, one of the girls, Dominique is like... I ain't going on a boat with those strange men. I was like, okay, she gets it. She is me. If we were in a group, she was like, I'm not going to a secondary location. Then we have, and of course we have the quintessential never go on a boat, the movie Drowning in Secrets. Ooh, and she's with her family and friends. She's with like, friends. Like they're all like yeah. on a boat and they're like, we're young and we're loving life. And the girl, her name's Maya and she like has a drink and then she gets woozy. And then she like gets disoriented. She stumbles. And then we see like, her fall into the water and it's like you can't be in open ocean you cannot be in a limitless expanse because you get honey once you're on a boat anything can happen unless you have olympic level swimming skills mm -hmm. you're stuck you're stuck you're, you're, you're stuck bait. and i think lifetime has taught us this i know the television program Dateline has taught me this. Hello, Dateline, yes. Because once you're in international waters, oh, this, is when, this is when come husbands start to lose their minds. Oh. They go, oh my gosh, we're on a cruise. I can get pizza 24 hours a day. I can also push my wife off and not go to jail. And like, it just, I was nervous for Aisha, our producer. She said, I'm going on a cruise. And I go, all right. <laughs> you know why I wasn't nervous? Because I did meet Aisha's husband. And mm -hmm. first of all, he's a snack. Second wow. of all, you could tell he is still smitten with Loves her after her. all these years. Yeah, because okay, they've been right. together since they were like infants. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He ain't pushing her off no boat because he just loves her great. too much. He loved her. They met, they met at a poetry reading. Hello? Those are not boat murderers. But Maya, as you'll recall, she grew up on the water. They were like in this coastal, fun little town. And even that didn't save her. But she didn't die. Remember, she crawled into the woods dressed as the fourth yes. white member of Destiny's Child from I'm a Survivor. Yes. Yes. And 
it was it, that, um, oh my gosh, we had the WWE slick back ponytail guy who was dating the mom. God, uh-huh, it really, uh-huh. I, I feel like I'm going through Conrad's baby clothes that don't fit him anymore. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Maya. Memories. <laughs> movie memories, movie memories. I'm telling you, just don't go on a boat because in a way too, you know, when you're out in the water, you know what that is in a way, you guys? A massive swimming pool. Okay, and it brings right. us back to our previous our previous rule, never go in a pool. Just don't do it. Okay? Okay, this next one, it's going to be really hard to put this into practice because I think we all like having friends. Yeah. But I think we all know when someone wants to be our bestie too soon, it puts up a red flag. And if you're watching Lifetime, it should be a giant red flag. I want to quickly roll down the films where someone has been almost murdered or murdered by someone who just seemed to want to be a friend. We're talking Psycho Stripper, Secrets in the Building, Podcast Murders, Malicious Mind Games, Single Black Female, Psycho Wedding Crasher, Friends Who Kill. That is... Yeah. Friends. This is the problem. You cannot trust anybody who wants to be best friends too soon. If literally you meet them in the lobby of the building and they're like, let's get coffee. You're my new friend. No, no. It's too much, especially when you're adults. You know who else is like that too? The hider in my house. Shout out to Thomas Gibson, guest in the show. He meets her one time and it's like, you're amazing. Let's hang out. I'm going to walk with you from getting your groceries. It's like, I don't know you yet. Yes, I'm fabulous. Yes, I'm a joy to be around, but you don't know that yet. So you can't be coming in that hot. And these people really be out here trying to be besties. Podcast Murders was a fun one because, you know, that one really inverted inverted the whole thing. Because it was basically like the girl who was like, I want to interview you. Oh, we should talk. And then she's like, I knew you were the killer and I was trying to get at you to get Mm -hmm. you to reveal something to me. So even it can happen on both sides. If you're guilty, if you're guilty of something, don't don't become friends with anyone. Don't be close. I mean, in single black female, the girl who was like, I want to come work with you. I want to work for you. She's like, I'll be your assistant. And she was like so excited. She loved her so much. She was like coming to her house and trying on her clothes. That woman, played by Queen Amber Riley, ended up being her secret half-sister who had been put up for adoption and was angry. And okay. she put her neighbor's head in a backpack. She had that lady's head in the backpack. She had Mrs. Fletcher's head in the backpack. I screw that. That may be the first and only one that I went. Ah, yeah. That yeah. nice old woman who we kept going. This will be Naomi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinking schnapps at nine a.m. <laughs> no bra. Drinking schnapps in your business. That's me. And then what happened? How is she repaid for living a gorgeous life? Her head is in a Jan Sport. I, I mean, couldn't. I mean. Oh. Psycho Wedding Crasher. That oh, was my God. From, that was That's the gal another from Glee. Glee girl. That's another yep. Heather Morris. Amber Riley Glee. Heather Morris Glee. So we got two Glee gals who cannot be trusted. And she said to the bride who had this disaster happen, silver lining is we became friends. <laughs> and it was like, meanwhile, she up here trying to take her husband. And she was like, remember, like, because she was actually the girl whose job it was to tailor the wedding dress. And then yep. she goes into her house, puts on her dress. Gets in her bed. Do you remember when she got in her bed? And fell asleep. Fell asleep. Had a sexy dream and fell asleep. All because her aunt was mean. And I guess maybe that's like a sub rule. Don't be a mean aunt. That's up there with bullying. You know, it's like, yeah. don't bully your niece's nephew's family of any Children. Kind. Anyone Children. Who's in, anyone who's in your will. 
you got to be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a, that's another one. I mean, it's crazy. Secrets in the building. Because you know how I feel about Secrets in the building. That freaking Channing. Yes. Being like, we're going to go to school together. We're going to hang out. Okay? No. Channing was in there. And y'all, it's so funny. The actress who played Nora listened to our episode where we talked about the movie. And she was even like, she goes, I know, wasn't it so crazy? She's like, we were both like, by we, she meant her and the actor who played her mom. We're both like, why would they hug Channing and her mother at the I end know. of all that? <laughs> and I was like, you understand. We were like messaging you guys about how I was like, yeah. I'm sorry, what? You would not be hugging those crazies. You'd be like, don't let the door hit you with a good little split. Get out of here. And she was not mad at us for saying that she was a 30-year-old woman. You know why? Because she's a 30-year-old woman playing a teen. (laughs) So there's really nothing you can be mad at. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Y'all, I got to say, this the memory lane, it's like Megan, as she said, going through Conrad's newborn clothes. This is becoming an emotional journey. And it might be time for us to take a little break just so we can gather ourselves. Because trust me, we've got more to teach you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And we are back, Megan. Now, this rule might be my favorite. And I would say that I'm putting it into practice all the time. And it is, don't go to a gym. Don't become a member. If you have (laughs) to go, if you have to go to a gym, talk to no one. This goes back Mm -hmm. to our one right before. If someone wants to be your friend at the gym, they're a killer. Absolutely. Absolutely. They out here trying to plan things. You just don't want to be at the gym. You don't want to be taking that risk. And we are talking one of our favorites of all time, psycho yoga instructor. Come on. Come on. An absolute classic. And, And that man was a hunk. But if that hunk says we're doing yoga at midnight, you go, oh, that person is unwell. And right. you stay home because, remember, she had that bathtub in the middle of the room. Just take a bath. <laughs> Just take a bath in your weird bathtub. You don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Also, deadly affair. Do you remember this one? A Pilates teacher, she falls for her client, and then she gets stalked and almost killed by his ex. Yes, yes, I do Okay. Re- remember and she was in really good shape and that's a cautionary tale to not get in shape absolutely i mean because they were like that was i remember that was like very sexy that movie that was like a lot of them like groping and grinding on a reformer or whatever you do in pilates and her classes were full but he was like it was like only like two men in the class you know what I mean? I'll also say this is also similar to Psycho Stripper because because I'm going to say a dance class is an extension of the gym. Yeah, absolutely. All right? Any kind of group exercise scenario is, is right. Risk. 
Yeah. It's ripe. It's Absolutely. a risk. It's ripe. You can't. And Blood, Sweat, and Lies, this is the movie that the guy from my acting class was in. Mm-hmm. And he is the gym instructor who was their chubbier man they knew in college, mm-hmm. Trey. And he becomes obsessed with one of his new clients. You know why? Because it was a girl he was already obsessed with in college. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, re- she didn't recognize him. Like, it's like, she I don't remember. Think- she just had the gym. She just had the gym. Oof. And that's like, I, you know, I've said it on here before. I've had trainers. One of them asked me out and I said no. So I guess I saved my own life. Oh, my God. I remember that. I remember that. When you, that trainer was trying to get with you. Mm-hmm. And now I've gone to a workout class twice <laughs> since having Conrad twice. I go, eh, that'll do. And the instructors that I like now, all gay men. And yeah. I don't know if that makes it safer for me uh, because I could see Psycho Stripper pretending he was gay to try. Like he would, he would have yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. Like he, I'm gay. Hi, I'm the gay friend. <laughs> I'm the gay stripper friend. Like he would have really, I could see Trey pretending to be gay. But yeah, Diego... And uh, in Pasadena, I don't think he's going to hurt me. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. That's very safe. Uh, Very smart. Very smart. Okay. But really, now, this next thing, to me, you know, this is both a lifetime lesson, but also common sense, which is don't reconnect with past friends, past lovers, someone you hooked up with once 10 years earlier. Just don't reconnect. Don't reconnect. Okay? Okay. Okay. Unless, unless it is Christmas. Yeah. And or the holidays, sure. Sure, right? Sure, because sure. if it's if it's the holidays, you have to reconnect or you're going to die alone. That is mm-hmm. the messaging. Mm-hmm. You have to reconnect with someone you hated from high school, liked from high school, hated from college, liked from college. Someone your mom's friend knows like that's it's all about connection. But in the thriller lifetime universe, past friends, lovers or someone whose locker was next to yours, prime suspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lifetime knows the truth. Same thing we said. Again, some past friends, lovers, someone used to be with, and baby will fall. They will try to steal your baby. Who's killing the cheerleaders? Because who's killing the cheerleaders? Remember, it was not simply the guy who pretended to be her friend who then reveals, like, I killed you all. Remember the girl who initially is like, oh, I was the someone that everybody made fun of? But oh, then I came yeah. back to be a teacher. And then yeah. we we see at one point she unlocks her desk drawer and uh-huh. she has the yep. old yearbook in it. Yep. Yep. It's like, and again, she turns out to be a friend in the end, but she obviously had a lot of unresolved anger and resentment that was not addressed. Yeah. So I guess I'm wondering if you go back to your hometown or you're trying to write a novel about your traumatic time and being lost in the wilderness, which yeah. I believe what was was happening in Old Flames Never Die. Who do you connect with? Just old grannies? Old grannies. You can talk to a former teacher. You can be friends with, like, people who were adults when you were a kid back then. You can be like, hey, remember the past? But you can't be sitting here talking to your old classmates. No, you cannot. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised we have not done a movie that's at a high school reunion. Because that seems like that could be a really fun location, too. Well, is that the one we write? Is that the one we write? Because, Megan, I just saw Ken, I think his name is Ken Miyamoto. He wrote Podcast Murders, and he tweeted about how he was like, got my fifth Lifetime movie greenlit in two years. And I said, Ken is out here doing more Lifetime movies, and you and I have been right here. I've been right here. I said, I'm a regular on Apple TV. Can I get a Lifetime movie, please? Right. And you'll you'll come with your own hair. I will bring my own pieces. Custom. <laughs> now, Megan, should I say this next one? Because it really is 
I don't know. Like, can you can you honestly tell people this, or should I say it on your behalf? Because you you can't admit it. I think I you have to say it. A rule that I did not even know until watching as many Lifetime movies as I have is don't join a sorority. Okay, there I said it. Don't make pacts with women you just met. You cannot be part of the sorority system. We got sorority sister killer. The recent line sisters dying to belong. We're literally, people keep dying in these sororities. And, you know, we're talking, and this is actually part of what can be, I think maybe a larger rule that Lifetime has taught us that I, I, I do hesitate to say. I don't hesitate to say it. I think the rule should actually be don't go to college because it's young adults and these male professors, Lifetime has taught us it can't be trusted. If you've got one of those like soft shell briefcases and, <laughs> a, and, a, and a jacket with the patches on the elbow, predator. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, no. Okay. If you, if you, okay. I, I, I don't want to say don't go to college. I, if you're going to go, at least stay at home, not on campus. <laughs> right. I do think the campus is where the danger is because that's where you've got professor predators. We've also seen vampires. 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 Okay. Not to mention, you know, cam girl intrigue. Not to mention all the sorority murders. Right. Okay. The fact that we've had vampires on college and, and we've really, in our 100 episodes, we've had two vamp- vampire films. And I, I say bring them on because now it's led me to believe every movie is a vampire. You know, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> that person's a vampire. And it's like, that's a pale extra, Megan. <laughs> but it really is so true. And I remember I remember those vampires because they were taking really steamy, sexy, lesbian erotica photos. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Boudoir shots. True boudoir shots. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I swear to God, these sororities, I mean, Lifetime is yet to show me a movie where a sorority is not deadly. No, and, and they're I'm not even- I'm going to tell you, Lifetime said they're deadly, no, all of them. They're never having fun, and they're never, like, dying from drinking. You know, it's always, like, something way more nefarious. I also survived my very own college professor obsession. As you'll remember, when we covered that movie, Aisha, just, <laughs> just refresh everyone's memory. So Megan let us into a little secret about how she, through her lovely naivete, rejected the uh, advances of her college professor, um, which in turn probably saved your life, though. And I barely rejected them. I need details. I forget. What class was this and what was his vibe? Because I do, like, as a concept, I'm like, oh, yes, of course, there was a teacher. But, I mean, it wasn't college professor obsession where he made everyone wear black tie formal to the class. Absolutely not. Sweatpants, you're a monster. No, and I I remember that. I remember that movie so much because I hated that guy so much. He was such a terrible person. And they also, they were wearing, like, club gear. And it's like, this is so obvious. No. Okay, so mine was, I actually had him for two classes in one semester. So he was, like, 50% of my professors. And he was older, much, much older. We're talking gray hair, gray mustache. And he was, I'm not going to say the classes because I don't want to get into specifics, but I actually didn't even have a problem with it. I was (laughs) contacted. I didn't have a, Megan did not have a problem with his interest in her whatsoever. Just to be honest, I didn't. I was contacted by the university and there had been complaints made on my behalf. (laughs) Oh my God. You see what I'm talking? This goes back to, you see, Megan's ass literally said I have a favorite parking garage and people have been making complaints on my behalf. 
I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no. Honestly, I think the class was full of haters. Guess who had the highest grade in both classes? And it wasn't because he liked me. I was really good and I studied really hard. And, okay, he, and he said me not going to law school was a waste. <laughs> but yeah, he did come and sit front row, I believe it, in two plays that I was in. Oh, God. One of them, I was playing Juliet and I did have a black Romeo. Thank you. <laughs> And then he also would send me emails uh, over holiday breaks to like <gasps> to like wish me what? wish me um, like Merry Christmas and stuff. Oh my! And like the, God. obviously, the people who made these complaints didn't know any of that stuff. They were only going right. based on the behavior in class. And you were like, "I'm good. I don't mind it. We're talking." I sent him some. I sent him Christmas pictures. I sent him a present. A Yule log. At first, I was like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Oh, my God. Yeah. But I say, haters, haters. She just why Gabby Megan's friend. Because I will end up murdered by a mustachioed <laughs> elder man trying to get to Megan. He would be trying to get to her, and he would murder me. I know, but. Oh, my God. Now, another lesson that Lifetime has driven home. Yeah, you would think this would be, like, common sense. Common sense. Okay, Lifetime has taught us. If you decide to put a child up for adoption, you must do it out of the state in which you live, okay? These people stay putting kids up for adoption and just giving them to somebody two houses down. Because when you do this, you can't be surprised when your offspring shows up at your door. Yes, or move. There's so much <laughs> happening just in the, they're like, wow, I couldn't have foreseen this happening. We are talking adopted by danger. Adopted in danger. Sorry. Okay. It was a, no, no, no. It was adopted in danger. The whole adoption was in a state of danger. <laughs> and her stolen past. Yeah. She stole her daughter from somebody in the, the same, same town that she then lived in. It's like, if you, you go steal go. a kid, you got to steal him and take him somewhere else. That's that's stealing kids 101. Do you remember the other movie where the girl was like her best friend at work and then it turned out it was like, oh no, I'm her sister yes. and I've been watching this whole time? Yes, I do. They were in a hospital. And yes, she was like, she was like the nurse who was just like so good at like putting stuff on the board. Like she was just like yeah. so yeah. chipper. And yeah, I do remember. That was a twist. That was like a really good twist one. Yeah, that was a fun twist. But it was also just like, you out here with a whole sibling, and y'all work in the same building? Yeah. And I don't know if you all will remember, but when I had Conrad, they, they put a little house arrest anklet on him once he was born. And I was like, what's that for? And they said, so we can track the babies and make sure no one is taking them in and out that shouldn't be. And I said, like a Lifetime movie. And the nurse said, like a Lifetime movie. Wow. So we've got HIPAA regulations that... <laughs> That Lifetime has helped put in act, okay? We're, right. We're putting house arrest bracelets on newborns because maybe the president of these hospitals go, no, 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 we got some sticky-fingered nurses up in here. <laughs> exactly. How many nurses be out here being like, I want one. I want that baby in the window. I feel like this next rule is kind of a sister rule. These are all geographical. This mm -hmm. one is don't move back to a town where you were almost murdered where you were assaulted or or where you were accused of a crime you did not commit. You don't need to go back to that place. That place is dead to you. Right. Sex, lies, and murder. She survives a serial killer and then goes, hmm, I think I'll ha raise a family here. Uh, I mean, I mean, what? 
why would you ever? It's like, go anywhere else, anywhere else. All right. I mean, and again, we keep bringing this one up, but it's because it's a classic because it's foundational. Who is killing the cheerleaders? This whole, the whole premise, she goes back to her old high school when she is the one surviving cheerleader. She decides to go back, not just teach there. She's like, I'm not just going to teach. Yeah. I'm going to actually start coaching the new cheer squad. <laughs> you know, the people who were all murdered back when I was a student. And then she said, you know what's weird? I'm having bad nightmares. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all you're living the life where all your friends were murdered. You gotta go. You cannot, honey. And we're you not cannot. even we're not even saying like the south of France. I'm saying no. if someone tries to murder you in Cleveland, maybe go to Kansas City. Thank you. Thank you. We need a little something. And I think in who who's killing the cheerleaders, she partially comes back because her mom is sick. So she's right. like trying to help her mom. And that's subrural. If your parents sick, say, I'm sorry. Uh, um, but even her <laughs> mother is like, why do you have to teach? Right. Her? It's like if you're trying to help me go to and from chemo, you don't need a full-time job anyway. You need to be available. Let alone, why are you going back? Couldn't you get a job at the coffee shop? Mm -hmm. Couldn't you get a job at the Talbots? Yeah. There are other things you could do besides go and teach at the school where all of your fellow cheerleaders were killed. Now, I got to get into my next rule, okay? And this, you know, you already touched on this a little bit. The same way you cannot go back to where you almost murdered, I'm going to tell you conversely, there's no winning with Lifetime. You also can't move to a new town looking for a fresh start. You can't. All right? So as much as we said you shouldn't go back home, you also can't be out here being like, it's a brand new me. Yeah. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. Can we talk about malicious mind games? Yes. Where a mother and daughter said, dad has died. Okay, because also these white husbands love to die. Yeah, what, okay? if, if your husband dies... You're screwed. It, you're ruined. Okay. Wrong Valentine showed us that. Mother, daughter. Okay. Because yeah, because your dead husband actually had a secret son. But that's neither here nor there. Malicious mind games are like, we're going to start. We're going to have a fresh start. And then it turns out, no, no, no. You're going to live across from a woman who actually has an identical twin who she killed. That's another secret sister situation. Malicious yeah. mind games had two movies in one. It was both dangerous fresh start and secret sister. Who wanted to be a best friend? It, who wanted to be friends too soon. Here's your coffee. I brought you some coffee this morning. It's like, I don't know you. Don't be bringing me coffee. And you know what else? She was a white woman. And it said, I ain't taking no coffee from you unless it's vacuum sealed. I did love that that film had a thriving theater department. Oh, you mean a theater scene? The local theater? Yes. The local theater in town? Yes. I think, <laughs> I think those high schoolers are really, like, they have not cut the funding. Okay, so Malicious Mind Games, Secrets in the Building. Uh, this, this, even reading this title, The Madam of Purity Falls. Oh, my gosh. Hello, starring Olivia Diabo. I remember that. She was getting those teen boys. Where there is a sexy neighbor who becomes a madam. Well, remember, she gets all the teen boys to sleep with all the older ladies. She says, are you a high yes. school senior? Are you yes. looking for money for college? I got something for you. For college. And this is... Well, and this is why going to college is another bad idea is because you're going to have to raise you're going to have to raise money in nefarious <laughs> ways and you don't want to have to put yourself in that position. There's a show that keeps being recommended to me called Milf Manor and Madam. Yes. Yes. I think it is um, probably a prequel to the Madam of Purity Falls. And so just for educational research purposes, I will have to be watching the entire program. Well, let's watch it together because okay. I heard someone talk about it and it just reminded me. I was like, I'm sorry. Is this real? Is this an episode of 30 Rock? No. Nope. you remember when 30 Rock had that show called Milf Island? <laughs> yeah. And it was like a fake survivor with MILF. <laughs> this one apparently, like, it's mothers and sons. And, like, literally, 
the women are competing to get with like another woman's son. Yes. So it is a life. I mean, that is lifetime. I, I don't know who developed it, but I think it's a sister program to this. But the, here's the thing. You can get a fresh start at Christmas as well. Yes. Also like New Orleans Noel. Yeah. New Orleans is a new city for her, right? Because she's like, my parents have died. I'm living alone. But she gets with somebody from college days. Yep. But she does get a new family, mm-hmm. right? The Patty LaBelle family, which I was like, you if you come, if you join like a black dynasty, okay? Because remember Patty LaBelle, she was, she had pralines. Pralines. She was a praline queen. And gorgeous long blue nails that it was like, yes. she hasn't made a praline in 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> no, she is not. She does not have dough on her hands. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Now, Naomi, this next rule, I think it's the most important one. And I broke it. I broke it just this past weekend. And Mm -hmm. it is. I know. Do not under any circumstances go into the woods. And I'm talking it could even be a gathering of 12 trees together. That is the woods. If it is wooded, you should stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Avoid all thickets, collections of greenery, collections of rocks. I mean, remember the movie inspired by a true story which was the story of a woman in 1976, her and her boyfriend go camping oh my God. in the for woods. Their, for their honeymoon. Honeymoon. No. They were a young couple. They go out there. This man kills the husband, takes her. She gets Stockholm Syndrome. Yep. She ends up showing up, at a, showing up in a police station. Okay? That's one of the biggest wood dangers. Yeah. Well, you know, w- going camping on your honeymoon, I, I put it I mean. page one. I go, oh, we're going to annul this marriage. We're not even going to get a divorce. We're going to banish it from the record books. Also, secrets in the family. Yes. Do you remember that? Filipino nurse. You loved it. Filipino, Filipino nurse. nurse. With a crotchety, rich, old white woman who was able to soften to the Filipino nurse. I, I'm sorry. Is this still Alice? This is moving me. I loved them. But unfortunately, nurse Anna loved to take walks with Joan. There was an evil, scary groundskeeper. Put that on the bingo card. They take walks in the woods. In the woods. They're like, a nice little walk together in the woods where no one else is. I was like, okay, ladies. I don't know if either of you want to survive. And lovely Joan got pushed off a cliff. Yeah, she was found in a ravine in the woods. By her own son. Her own son in the woods. Remember the movie where we open in the woods, the woman is running, and then they discover her hoodie and they think it's the husband and then there's like the guy the husband who works construction and she's there's the babysitter it it's the um uh baby monitor murders okay yes yes (laughs) yes 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 she's in the woods too there was a lot of woods in that one what yes i remember that and they were fighting also remember the one with the two teens they were on a school trip yeah pregnant and then they get on a getting a fight in the woods and she delivered in the woods she delivered a baby in the woods get out the woods okay you need to stay in civilization you need to stay where you have full cell phone bars if you want to survive. That's just a fact. When we were in this nature preserve, and we're talking nature preserve in Indiana, where there is open carry. You don't even need to have a permitless open carry. And we had no reception. 12 white women fresh bait. Loose in a nature preserve in an open carry Loose. state. You out your damn mind. That's why I said I'm surprised you're back. I didn't want to go. I'm surprised you're back. They said, let's, I go, can't we walk? The lake was frozen. And I go, can't we walk on the lake? But you know, we can't do that because secret's in the snow. So, 
You can't be on no frozen lake either. And that's how I have firsthand experience with that because I lost my beloved Cocker Spaniel the same exact way that that man died in Secrets in the Snow. So it's it, some of these rules are transferable to pets as we hear Mabel barking. She's like, what am I supposed to do? Mama takes me walking at night. <laughs> well, this is why she doesn't like inclement weather. Mm-hmm. You know, Mabel said, is it raining? Is it below 50? No, thank you. She's an L.A. dog. Absolutely, because she said, I want to live. All right. Now, this next one is, I mean, classic. It's one we bring up every single episode. This is a rule that I think we need to be carrying into every facet of our lives, which is yeah. never call the police. They will not be helpful. In fact, they'll make you solve the crime yourself. Yep. And they'll probably be rude to you the entire time. Absolutely. Baby will fall. I was like, I remember that. Oh, that had one of the rudest police officers. I know. And the woman, like literally the woman's like, okay, if she has a bloody shirt that's on my property, where's her body? Make it make sense. Like it was like so obviously planted there. And he was just like, you did it. And I know you did. And I'm coming for you. And you're just like, do you have any evidence? Like, they just don't think. Like in Swindler Seduction, we had not one, but two psychopath identical twins played by our beloved Colton. And the woman had to do years-long investigation. We watched <laughs> her be pregnant with the child to then him be in, like, third grade. Like, she yeah. she yeah. was having to a beautiful mind, a true detective, her own case. She had to bring in other victims. Yes. Remember, she was literally like, she started an international network of other victims via a blog. Yes. To get all the pieces in place. Secrets exposed. The woman's daughter goes missing and they go, nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. She out. Okay. In Sinfidelity, the woman calls the cops on her stalker. Mm-hmm. And then they knock on the door. She's like, my friend's trapped in the house. And then they knock on the door and they're like, we can't do anything. Seems like she's probably there to hook up. Seems like she's having a good time. What? Okay. Now, a film that you were not here for, I did it with your enemy, Brian Safi, uh, mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. kidnapped by a classmate. Naomi, I think you would have liked this film. It really, really stressed me out. But we did interview one of my brothers for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. That's why I remember being very jealous. Yeah. You know, I've yet to meet either of them. Well, they're a little elusive. You know, they, they're they like, mm-hmm. they exist, but like, they're not. One of them isn't even on social media, which is kind of a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't there a boyfriend once and they were like, yeah, he's just not on social media. We were like, well, run. Yeah. It may have been Cool Boy Nightmare. I don't think he was on social media because he was killing people. Of course, you can't be. But in Kidnapped by a Classmate, Aisha, uh, give us the rundown of this. In Kidnapped by a Classmate, it was it was a slight uh, win for a lifetime lady, but she, her daughter was kidnapped by her classmate's brother. And uh, the her husband, her, the stepdad, was like, call the police. And she was like, I can find her before the police even get there. And she was so right. she actually refused to call the police. <laughs> and she was right. And she found them. My favorite thing is, like, they find them and then we hear the sirens. Like, never in a I, Lifetime movie is it like the sirens, oh, we're saved. It's like, we've right. already done everything. Right. The person is subdued. They're knocked unconscious. They're already tied up. And then a cop comes. Right. You're just like, okay. Okay. Now, Naomi, I know uh, this final rule is the... Probably the most important to you. This is the one that, you know, I get the most incensed. I get the most stressed when I see someone violating this rule. The rule that every person must 
keep in mind if they want to live. A rule that lifetime drives home as often as possible. When you are being pursued by a killer, run out, not, not up. You gotta run out, okay? People, they, and first of all, we all know a lifetime house is beautiful. We know it's expansive. We know we've got multiple areas of egress and ingress. You gotta get out. You gotta get to a neighbor. You gotta get to the street where a car comes. You gotta get to somebody. And these ladies stay running upstairs further into the house where your only option is gonna be to jump out of a second story window and break your damn leg, mm -hmm. okay? Now, would we killer dream home? Yes. If anyone remembers that of one. Of course. Okay. This young couple gets a house. The house has a damn elevator that only takes you one flight. No one can stop using it. But in the opening, before the couple, even our main couple, a woman, she's in her house. She's drinking a glass of wine. She thinks she hears something and she checks her windows. She notices wet shoe prints. Okay. So somebody in her house and an open door and she runs upstairs into the bathroom. Tell me what you gonna get out of the bathroom. You're gonna get killed. You gonna get killed. You gonna get killed, okay? In our beloved swindler seduction with Colton Haynes. Remember that? They have a plan. The three women kind of get together oh, and they're yeah. like, we are gonna record him. We're gonna catch him in the act. And they go to, because one girl who's a real estate agent has an empty house and was like, go to this house. And they set it there. The swindler realizes what's up and starts chasing her she literally runs upstairs and then like runs into a bedroom, then <sighs> runs into a bathroom. You gotta get out, okay? In secrets in the family, she is right by the door and her ass run upstairs instead of out the damn door. I swear to God, when you do this, so honey, do you want to live? That's the question I'm asking you. Do you want to live? I think it ends up happening because one of Lifetime's favorite devices in killing someone is pushing them over a banister, pushing them downstairs. And it it yeah. and and I and we've said it, it's varying degrees of success. Sometimes someone takes a tumble down four stairs, dead. Sometimes right. someone goes over a three-story banister alive, picked up. And then disappears. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how it, there's no consistency with the falling over the stairs, but they got to give up. They got to get them up those stairs. Yeah. Now, and I said, no, we do have. I'm I'm remembering one where someone ran out and then I believe they killed someone with a hammer. But then in sex lies and murder, she is being held hostage in a barn in the beginning of the movie and she does run out and then we get a mirror, almost perfect mirror image of it at the end of the movie where she runs out of her own house and towards the campus. Is that right? Yeah. So although she stayed in the town where she was almost assaulted and you yeah. know violates some right. of those rules, she does actually run outside of the door and yep. run out towards the campus. She does have to run through some woods, but she made the right she move. She does. But also, why did she survive, though? That's the difference, right? She ran out. She's also played by Lindsay Hartley, a lifetime, lifetime queen. queen. So, of course, she survives. Lindsay Hartley knows what to do. She it's says, okay, because remember, this, especially in the movie The Mirror Image, right? Mm -hmm. This ain't her first rodeo. Right. So the first time she said, I ran out and I managed to live, make a life, have a child who doesn't respect me. But, but I did become a professor, did write a best-selling book. So she did kind of win. 
So then again, when she's when she is now being attacked a second time at the age of 45, she says, I'm running out again. I'm running out again. And she was running in a a pleather miniskirt. And I, I can't imagine yes, anything like I think my, my butt cheeks would be sweating. She also has like a <laughs> zipped like a zipped down top. Sometimes there it's like for me, run, run out, not up. Isn't it's like walk fastly out because <laughs> one of our tenants is we can't run. So I, I, if there could be like a brisk walk away from the killer, maybe I have a chance. Right, right. So we've thrown a lot at you. I hope you were taking notes. You know, we're just out here trying to do the Lord's work to keep you alive, you know, as we go into our next 100 episodes. All right. We need you to be here for every single one of them. And that's only going to happen if you keep your head in a swivel mm-hmm. and you run out the door. But I will say this, you know, given what we've talked about, Megan, mm-hmm. what would you say is the deadliest scenario a woman could possibly be in in a Lifetime movie slash IRL, quite honestly? Okay. I'm going to say a group of sorority sisters. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one black friend. Yeah. And they are at a pool at uh-huh. in someone's hometown mm. where both of their parents have just been murdered. Okay. And so they're like there for moral support. They're at this pool. The black friend needs to go into the woods to get to a boat to bring <laughs> to bring the boat. Around. So we're talking like a swamp. Citru- like mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. wooded but there's also a boat and the black friend is like oh i'll go get the boat and so she's in a in a, a swamp alone mm-hmm, while the mm-hmm. white friends who their dad and mom were murdered because they bullied someone in high school are back at the pool okay wow okay that is a good one um i i think of the deadliest scenario that a that uh, a woman could be in based on these rules would have to be a young black student walking to her car on a college campus, even though she's a college student, she also has an adult daughter that she put up for adoption in the same town. So maybe she doesn't have to be, she could be, okay, she's a college professor, a black college professor walking to her car on a campus. But actually, no, if she's black and she's the center of the story, she's going to survive. So you see what I'm saying? So you've already said a black friend. She's a white <laughs> woman college professor walking to, at night, walking to her car on a college campus. It is desolate. And little does she know, the daughter she put up for adoption 20 years ago is coming back with a vengeance. Wow. Okay. And when the daughter approaches her in the parking structure, she says, don't I know you from my gym? Oh, no. Because that's where the the mom, she goes to a gym. Yeah. You know? And then the the girl's like, don't you also know me from your uterus? And then she goes, and then the woman, she goes to call the police as she's running. She's running on the campus. It's nighttime. It's desolate, even though a college campus should be very full. And she goes to call the police. like, I'm being pursued by a 20-year-old woman from my gym. And then the cops are like, well, sounds like you got away. Bless. Yeah. And that's the worst. That's the worst situation you could be in. It is facts. No, it absolutely is facts. That's facts. And and I guess I throw in there, (laughs) both of them are wearing a pink fedora. (laughs) (laughs) 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been a beautiful, beautiful trip down memory lane. It has been both eye-opening mm-hmm. and heartwarming. So I really appreciate this time that we've gotten to spend together, Beck, and I feel honored. Absolutely. And I say to 100 more years. We're going to do 100 more <laughs> years of this podcast. So we're going to be going till we're 140. 140. Honey, if I still know my own name, then you know I'll be podcasting. Mm-hmm. You guys, thank you for coming with us on this journey. Next week, we will be talking about a classic, all right? It's going to be a throwback Thursday. We're talking about the movie The Woman Who Sinned. And when I say throwback, I mean throwback, because this movie stars Susan Lucci and Tim Matheson, all right? And it's about a woman who contemplates having an affair which leads her into a web of deceit, suspense, and murder. We're bringing you 1992, Lucci at her peak. 92, so no cell phones, no internet. Uh, like, maybe the cars, you gotta, like, wind them to go. I can't, I can't, I love to, I love just being back there and to be with an icon. Wow. This is pre her ever winning an Emmy. Pre, pre. This is huge. All right, you guys, strap in. We're going with Susan Lucci next week. See you then. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by... Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.